Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to Up Level Together podcast, place to up level in every aspect of your life, from personal development to mindset and spirituality to business tips and relationships building. We bring you best interviews, tools, and inspiration where one episode can change your whole life. Here's your host, Jasna Borza. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to yet another edition of the Up Level Together podcast. And today is very special and a little bit different. I have a guest co-host, Dr. Eva Selhub, who will be joining me uh, maybe every month as we talk about the most interesting things in the whole wide world. Eva, welcome. I'm so happy to be here. So excited. So I'm going to just tell you a little bit uh, very briefly. It is important. Bear with me um, about um, uh, Dr. Eva Selhub. Met her years ago in Boston when she came in and did a speaking uh, to to a group. And I was just completely blown away. I still have the notebook with all of the notes from her from her talk. And I was like, oh, my God, she's my person. It's like I literally latched on from the moment I met her. Um, but more formally, just so you all know, Dr. Eva Selhub is an internationally recognized resiliency expert, physician, author, and a keynote speaker. Um, it, you do have such powerful energy, and and she's very intuitive, and she's she's also very very practical. And she right now engages clients and audiences in transformational change and growth. She has well over 20 years of experience as an instructor of medicine at Harvard Medical School and a clinical associate at the Benson Henry Institute for Mind Body Medicine. My dear God, Eva, like I'm like, I'm tickled that you're here. I just can't believe it. Um, she, you, you are a consultant, you're a coach, you have written bazillion books. They're all available on Amazon. But really what I love is that you are one of the first on the market, so to speak, to translate very complex medical concepts into easy to understand language. And your work has evolved over the years and the decades. Well, I'm super excited today, particularly because you just went in um you went all the way in inside of yourself took taking a look inside of you and yet you're probably more connected to the outside and the cosmos and the world and i'm just dying to talk about that because it's something that i'm very interested in it's we're going to talk a little bit about uh, psychedelics about this new medicine that's showing up the reverence for it I have so many questions um, and I feel like today, right now, I don't know about you, but for the last two years, everywhere I turn around, my girlfriends are telling me I'm going on a journey. They're taking mushrooms. They're going into the desert and going through um, uh, mostly psilocybin. I think Michael Pollan is doing a, did his book and then the Netflix special about how spiritually transformative this medicine can be. And I just have not had the nudge like I just like there's something blocking me so I'm like I want to hear all the things so I would love to hear kind of like just even your perspective of 
why is it showing up right now? And then we're going to talk a little bit more about journey. But it, didn't you notice that there's like quite a bit more of interest in the world? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, to put a step back, I think for one thing, I think you get called for it. And like you, I wasn't like being called. I wasn't being called because I think both you and I share the trajectory for our spiritual lives and that we regularly meditate we regularly have sort of spiritual awakenings and connections and we're already connected to something much larger than and use it as a coping tool and have been for our lives for a long time I think otherwise we would be doing different things in our lives so I think for those of us who've already been on this path for a while it doesn't necessarily call you right away Right. And so it's when you feel called that you that you go. And so having said that, I think a lot of people on this earth and this world are feeling called for something bigger, better, different. And if you look at the paradigm within which we've evolved, it's been a very masculine one. It's not a feminine one, a very masculine world, very patriarchal world that's created very, you know, solid systems, economic systems, political systems, academic systems, medical systems, which we are witnessing all to be falling apart. So everything that we knew as stable, as security, as supposed to be there for us over the past hundred years, if you will, and especially the past 20 has literally fallen apart. And especially in the past three, four years with COVID and the political system. And, you know, so I listen to my people that are my parents' age and they say, oh, you can't trust anything anymore. And I say, well, mom, the thing is, is nothing was really trustworthy to begin with. We were trusting the wrong things because they were built by one type of individual, not by two, right? It was built by a masculine, you know, energy by, by men, essentially. It wasn't created also by women. Not that one is wrong, it's just it's incomplete. So it doesn't take in compassion. It doesn't take in people. It doesn't take in the planet. It doesn't take just, it's basically very, you know, me, me, me oriented. And how can I produce and how can I make more and how can I be more, 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 more without taking into account something greater than which the, the female mind does. So the male mind is male energy. Male mind is about getting stuff done. The female energy, the feminine is about connection, love, you know, um, tending and befriending. We know this scientifically. Fight or flight for men is fight or flight. For women, it's tending and befriending during times of stress. So it's a part that's been missing and all these infrastructures are falling apart. So our kids and most people, you know, through the, I think the past few years have said, you know, what's going on? I need to reassess my values. I don't want to work so hard. I, you know, this marriage is wrong for me. This job is wrong for me. That my health is wrong for me. The system is wrong for me. And what is right? And people are freaked out and feeling overwhelmed and scared. And a lot of people are suicidal. And a lot of people are having mental health issues because feeling disconnected. And they're like, well, what do I do? And then boom, comes this plant medicine. It's like we've been here all along, this plant birth is saying. We've, so, been, we've been here. And now their people are reaching for it and it's and it's there for them to have access to. So I want to talk more about that, but I'm curious, I just, you just, I just had an aha moment. So do you think that it's like the unsettled feeling we're having is that we've been following the masculine energy and doing what we're told to do? And all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, I've been doing these things, but it doesn't feel right. And now how do I paddle back and find myself? And that's where the searching is. 
Yeah. Well, I think it's also really uncomfortable because like if you've been told all your life that as an apple is an apple, and then all of a sudden somebody says, well, really, it's a, you know, dibbly jerk. <laughs> You're like, what's a dibbly jerk? What did I believe all these years? All these years, and it's actually not true. And that's why people are, are so upset, right? All these politicians and all these systems that they believed in that were here, they were supposed to support me. And, and that's why there's all these conspiracy theories and they're getting more energy. And so people are questioning, and that's a wonderful thing to question and not take everything at face value. But the problem for people is that they're questioning is they're also like, well, then who am I? You know, if I'm feeling lost, what is there to support me? What what am I supposed to do next? If I'm unhappy with what's happening on, what do I do next? And there isn't the support that, well, it is there. People don't know that it's it's there. It hasn't been accessible to them to, to start figuring things out and start looking at themselves and looking at life differently in a way that is holistic, that is coherent, you know, that is in a way that helps them achieve their highest self or the highest good. So I think people are struggling and they're really struggling with mental health issues a lot and they're looking for answers and those answers don't exist in the medications we have. They don't exist as the straight out psychotherapy programs that we have. They really don't. That is the, that one of the things that frustrates me and I really feel like as a, as a life coach, I stay away from the conversation because I really don't have the expertise to comment on the therapy. It's really, I don't even touch it. But one of the things that frustrates me is that I have had girlfriends who are constantly going to therapy and they're, all they're doing is just rehashing what has been. And they're so caught up in the stories. And I'm just like, why don't you just drop it? Like it's and choose a new reframe. And I think that um, you're, you're so right. We feel I don't know what the solution is, but it may be the the psychedelics is like does it does it cut through like does it stop the chatter like what uh, what let's let's talk about why you why you think the plant medicine might be the answer and well, what my dangers are yeah so you know it is about cutting that conversation look much of therapy and not all of therapy much of, i say much of therapy just like you know internal medicine which is where i come from is a mindset that you're sick right? It's the mindset that you are sick. And it's saying, you are sick, there must be something wrong with you. And let me find a way to help you being sick. And even preventive medicine is assuming you're going to get sick, the word preventive, as opposed to proactive, which is the way I like to look at it. Proactive medicine, well, given what is, what can I do? And so it's a different frame of mind, a different frame of reference in how we go about doing things. So it's a cultural paradigm shift that needs to happen globally for how we address things. And again, you know, not putting down therapy and it's a wonderful thing. However, you know, when people would come into my practice or my office for coaching, or whatever, and they want to go over a story over and over again, I say, you know what, there's a therapist across the hall who's going to be really happy to take your money. If you want to continue to believe that you're sick, there's somebody who actually subscribes to that paradigm. That's what they know. There's not a bad thing because you have every right to feel this way. However, if you want to step out of this story and actually identify with who you truly are and your proactive, resilient, amazing self, then we have something to talk about. Mm. So giving people, most people don't know that they have the option 
to think differently because we don't live in a culture that supports that. So when we bring in plant medicine, which is about Mother Earth, and going back to 50,000 years ago when humankind believed that we existed in the womb of Mother, we mm -hmm. weren't separate. We actually existed healers, shamans, what have you, from 50,000 years ago, very much believed that we existed in the womb of Mother and that we were interconnected and that it was something much larger than that we belonged to and existed within which there's much less sadness because sadness comes from the feeling of being separate, of not being connected, not being supported. Oh. Kind of like Ava in Avatar. Exactly. Plugging into Ava. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so we can plug into that. And so the plant medicine reasserts that connection. One, because there's some sacred rituals that go along with that instead of reconnecting with earth, with mother, with grandfather, with mother nature, what have you. And the other thing is that they have actual chemical abilities to change our brain neurochemically neurodynamically to change neuron, neuronal pathways. So if your pathway of your neurons is going this way all the time, and this is all mm -hmm. you see, and that's all you're going to see. And if the collective consciousness is also only seeing it that way, that's all we're going to see, mm -hmm. right? But if we take something that then opens up our brain center so that we see everything, not just this one pathway, we're now connected to the whole thing again. So we get that sense so that what they do is they give us a sense of interconnectedness. They give right. us a sense of, of, of not being alone, of something greater than, which then allows us our ability to cope and change our way of thinking to occur because it's not stuck in this one pathway. So what was really fascinating to me when I watched the Poland uh, documentary and then when I just kind of been, been looking into the research behind it, it, it seems like one of the dangers that I see right now is that people are microdosing and using it as um, like a hack, like a Band-Aid, right. and they're not treating it with reverence. So I, I feel like this is something that you treat with intention and reverence. And it's not necessarily something you do every month or every weekend, right? And I don't know, I, I, but but I've heard people that that when they go into that moment that even one journey or one experience can just open the doors to that expanded consciousness it helps us break from the narrative that we have been engaging in and just kind of like let's lose and i don't know i'm kind of hesitant to try like i have not been called and but i have so many questions so um i'm curious like your um, observation on like using it as a band-aid but before bef and if you will tag on to that you mentioned earlier feeling called like how the heck do you know that you're called to plant medicine in the first place so that's two questions you'll feel a you'll feel an urge you'll be like you know i really want to go or you're gonna get an invitation that feels like it's something i can't you know it's like kind of the universe kind of just provides mm -hmm. with a situation where you say you know what you know i can't i can't ignore this anymore or you just feel like you know there's there's something that i've been working on and i can't you know, get past it. And you know what, maybe this will be something that will help me sort of get into that next phase of where I want to be consciously. So having said that, we go back to the sacredness. And again, like I said, this is a paradigm shift. This is a cultural 
global societal paradigm shift because right now my belief system is the way we've been programmed over the past 50,000 years is we've changed from believing that we live in the womb of mother that we live you know outside of that womb that we're separate and that everything in this world is, is here for me for my purpose and it's and again it's I'm avoiding sickness or a band-aid on sickness as opposed to my supporting wellness my supporting flourishing supporting resilience and so in the microdosing state there's nothing wrong with that if it's something we're saying you know i know where my downfalls are i know what my triggers are i know like i have seasonal affective whatever and i have a tendency to go down during these times and so as a support measure i'm going to microdose to help me with my creativity or help me with my seasonal affective or help me with whatever mm -hmm. so it's done intentionally as opposed to I'm going to party. And also knowing that I'm intentionally also working on these obstacles that I have within me so that I one day I don't have to use anything, right? So it's understanding that this medicine is a Band-Aid that may be something, if I have a chemical imbalance, might be for life or might be just for now or might be for once in a while when I'm, so self-aware that I'm recognizing that this would help me because that's why, you know, these plants exist for all of us to co-create and celebrate and learn and live well together. So again, if I have some sacredness or intention of whatever I'm ingesting in my body, so mm -hmm. it's not just plant medicine as in psychedelics, I mean, plant medicine as in every herb that we put in our body. Mm -hmm. Doing it so that I can be at my highest self with the highest good, it's a very different thing than, oh, I just want to party. And get hot mm, so there's completely different intention or you know i just want to avoid my anxiety so i'm just going to take this or whatever that is so again it's it's for me it's that shift of how we approach things it's the sake you know bringing sacred into our everyday existence oh i love that i don't know i if i'm i feel like i'm so afraid of losing control like i'm the, i've never i take i've never in my life taken drugs and i think one of the reasons was like even when i drink i know when i've had a sip too many because i start to feel like uh like lack coordination i'm like oh no no like there's no way i'm gonna go there maybe that's telling a little bit more about me <laughs> than anything else actually i'm the exact same way I'm exactly the way I, I have, I've always like done the same thing. I'm very much aware of where I am. I don't, I don't like feeling fuzzy as I put it. I, I, I hate feeling fuzzy. fuzzy. So that's my fears. Like what but if I, I don't, you don't feel fuzzy. You don't feel fuzzy. How, how do you feel? You feel aware and awake. Mm, okay. Like, for instance, like you're able to see, like we talk about that we're an interconnected web, right? We talk about, you see the interconnected web. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right? so, you know, it's sort of like, you know, and again, it depends on your level of, of development, your spiritual development, the work you've done on yourself, where you are when you, when you're, you know, the plant gives you what you need. It doesn't give you more than what you need, especially if it's done in a, therapeutic controlled loving setting you know the setting is very important and again the how the sacredness the intention everything that goes into it is ceremonial and it needs to be very important and beautiful so um you know in my experience which is limited i don't have that many experiences but my experience is that you do not lose control in fact you're even 
more in control because you're able to observe things and be able to not to get caught up in something and think that it's happening to you as opposed that it's something that has happened or is happening. So it's, um, you know, again, depending on what you're doing and, you know, the different medicines, but normally in most cases, it's very much controlled. Oh, I love it. So I am dying to to know. Would you tell us about your journey? Because I am I I've heard a little bit, and I think I feel like people would be blessed to hear because these are the kind of things that are behind closed doors. Do you know what I mean? It's such a reverent personal journey. So would you mind like sharing I, anything you feel comfortable with? What did I you think, do? I think what I I'd like to share with people is you know just like again my own journey of being where I am now, which has not been easy. You know, I think people look at us and they go, Oh, you know, you're this, you're successful, you're, you're happy. And it wasn't, I mean, I cycled through ups and downs throughout my entire life. I didn't want to even physically be here for the majority of my life. And um, so just to get that background of the up and down of, you can label it depression, but really it was just like, I didn't have the energy to actually physically want to be here. So give it whatever label you want, but it was not happy. Mm-hmm. And always questioning it, you know, what am I doing with my life? Is this is what I want to be doing? I mean, I've changed my career path. I don't know. I mean, it's always been the same type of career, but how I've gone about doing it has been different and not always easy, not always sure around the path. And, you know, last year is turning 55 and saying, you know, it's time to make a shift. Like if I want to really truly be happy in my life, I need to show up as my authentic self. And who is that? And part of my um, reflection was that I wasn't showing up as my full authentic self. I was only showing up as part of myself. So how did you know? The other part of me was in hiding. How did, how did you know? Like, because there's, I know that there are people listening and they're like, they, they, they may not even be aware that they're not showing up. It's sometimes like you, we go through life and we look back, it's like, oh, I really wasn't my best self. Like, but how do you know in the moment that you are not your authentic self? In the moment, you're always being your best self. Let's put it that way. You Mm -hmm. only know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know. (sighs) say that again (laughs) only know what you know and you don't know what you don't know so in the moment you're always being your best self Mm. what i knew is that i wasn't feeling happy okay all you can know is that there's something inside me that doesn't feel filled okay interesting feel fully like there's something more you know i look at my life and i can see the things that are wonderful and the things that are feeling I still feel the sense of disconnect Mm. I don't feel this you know I feel connected and I can feel the richness in my life and I feel all this gratitude but there is something not fully there and the truth of the matter is that was living this kind of doctor coach executive coach consultant whatever people put on the outside world and my inside world which is very spiritual and mystical and you know, talking to light beings and dead people, that stuff was very much undercover. It wasn't stuff that like was put in my books. So I don't, I don't talk about, uh, I don't not, talk about that stuff in my books, you know, a closet and spiritual person. I know that's how I felt for a very long time. That's it. So you can be like, you know, as I'm a spiritual advisor and all that kind of stuff, but like, you know, what will people think? Mm. And not to mention that 
also it's like the you know i live on the east coast people on the east coast don't talk like that you know they're very in, in boston of course in this intellectual scientific mecca so you know and so that feeling of really feeling alone even though i was surrounded by a lot of people mm -hmm. and i said i'm not if i feel alone even though i'm surrounded by a lot of people that i must not be fully showing up so what is my part in this is essentially what was going on and so then again all of a sudden like people start talking about psychedelics so i might make this decision i'm going to start going out in the world i'm going to meet people and in my going out in the world and meeting people, I'm meeting, making these amazing friends who also science meets spirit, doctors, whatever, who are also into psychedelics and consciousness and healing. And I was like, wow, I've been living under a rock. Mm. So, and they're like, you know, telling me, and I'm like, no, oh, no, that's okay. I have my spiritual practice. I'm just happy to know you. And, and I wasn't really called. And then <laughs> in other words, booger off. <laughs> like not being in control I, I'm okay I just love no I love knowing you I love hearing your stories but and, not interesting but I'm finding that people are having telling me about their psychedelic experiences and because I I often live in that out there world I was able to help them integrate their experiences in this world and Ooh. I was like wow you know and also looking at how people were using psychedelics and I said you know I think there's a role for me here in helping people integrate what they're because again i've lived in this multi-dimensional world for so long i'm a master at integrating it into the everyday world mm. and so i was finding that all these people that i was meeting that were having fun with psychedelics or whatever they were doing weren't really integrating it into their everyday life it was like two separate experiences okay and again that's what i'm saying it's sort of it's a life it's not you just have one experience it's an experience that you then how do we bring it into my life and then live that life my everyday life and so that's when i started having these discussions and realizing that wow this is something i'm really good at and i thought saying well you know you probably will understand better if you have your own experience and i said if i'm going to do it i want to do it my way and i want to go out in the desert and do a little sort of semi-vision quest where we don't have everything we need and you're just out with nature and a very small group. And that's what I decided to do in the mountains of Mexico. It was just four of us and we foraged for our own medicine and it was be a beautiful, beautiful experience. And why was it beautiful? It was because I felt very safe. I felt very loved. We had been preparing for it for three months ahead of time. There was a whole ritual and that started three months ahead of time. It was reading and meditating. And it was like something that was not taken lightly. Mm -hmm. And again, being out in the desert with nature, with the elements, just, just an incredibly beautiful experience of just nature itself. And then there was the connection that I had with everything. Again, being able to see the web, to see the stars, to have, to have, you know, be able to hear from, you know, from the plant medicine speaking to me, which they call grandfather. And initially, like, I just was crying. And, you know, I heard grandfather say to me, why are you crying? And I said, I'm so sorry for what humanity has done to this planet. And grandfather said, stop being so arrogant. <laughs> you know, who the hell are you thinking that you're taking responsibility for humanity? You know, they said, you know, the earth's going to be fine. We're your, we're your gracious hosts, whether you behave or misbehave. It's not the earth you need to worry about. It's humanity.
Oh, that's unbelievable. And then grandfather said, why are you really apologizing? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know? What do you mean? <laughs> why are you apologizing for humanity? Who are you really apologizing for? And it took me a while. And it, then I went really deep with that question because again, the plant medicine allows you to do that safely and lovingly. And the answer that came to me was an answer that has not come to me in the 30 some odd years that I've been meditating, which said, I'm sorry for being me. Oh, okay. Being, yeah, I'm sorry for being born a woman. I'm Again, I'm telling you, this is a cultural paradigm shift for most for all us women being born as women, being ostracized, being put down, being made into property, being told that we weren't enough, being pit up against each other. You know, again, that was everything just came up of being a woman, being born when I wasn't supposed to because I wasn't planned, um, being too smart, too strong, too big, too, 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 too. You know, when we say you need to be unapologetic, well, why were we apologizing to begin with? So all of that part of humanity, apologizing for humanity came up through the personal route of apologizing for being me and on this earth in a year. Okay, so I just want to confirm this again, because people listening, I think they're going to have the same questions I do. You were in charge of your faculties, like you could, 100%. you can see the web, but you don't feel like you are or like you're so fully there it's just deeper and more powerful and i've heard people say i felt love nothing but love i felt i felt love i felt there was a steady grounded loving like it was like as they call it a masculine energy of love that just is grounding we're here to get stuff done you know, I'm here, we've got you. It's okay. So what happened then when you said, so when you said these things, were you aware of them at some point in your life or they really deeply held unconscious things? Unconscious. I mean, I've always worked through the self-worth issues. I mean, the first book, The Love Response was all about that. You know, mm. I love myself. No, you don't. I love myself. No, you don't. Like the, you know, the fight that I would have with myself. Around. And by the way, everyone listening, The Love Response to date, one of my favorite books ever. It is just like so beautiful and holy. And I think so personal to, to yeah. every, I think every human, because it's, it raises the questions. Um, uh, I think that we all have to address. I'm going to cry about it. But anyway, I love that book. Love that book. Read it. The love response. Um, in any case, again, I've been aware of the self-worth stuff for a long time, which, you know, maybe I, you know, I might hold on to the self-worth issues more than the next person. We all have it to a certain extent. But this was deeper than that. This was apologizing for being human on this earth you know, a human on this earth as a woman. It was deep. It was like deeper than just me not having, you know, some being insecure about something. So you wonder how that, you know, could is uh, subconsciously holding us back and how we show up in the world. Just think about the whole Judeo-Christian religion and being taught that you're a sinner from day oh. one. You didn't even have a choice. Adam and Eve sinned for you and therefore you're already a sinner coming into this earth. So. That's how deep it was. And I was like, whoa, oh my, my, oh, you know, what? And I said, okay, well, 
if this is how I feel, then other people must feel this way. Okay, what am I supposed to do? How, what am I doing with this? What do I do next? You know, like, what's the plan? How am I going to show up next in my 56th year? You know, what am I going to do? Like, here comes the coach, the doctor, like, what's the plan? And grandfather said, you're not supposed to do anything. Your only mission right now, you've got all the skills you need. You've done everything up until now. But your only mission is to show up with love, joy, and beauty. And I was like, can you be a little bit more specific? Nope. That was it. Have you heard those words before? Love, yeah. joy, and beauty in that I, order? Not in that order, no. Okay, so and this was really- love and joy part, yes. It's usually love, joy, and gratitude, love, joy, and grace, love, joy, and love. But beauty, I was like, okay, I get the love and joy part. I get but, that. But beauty, yeah. you know, I mean, it's got such a weird connotation to it now. And, you know, plastic surgery, blah, blah. Like everybody puts so much, isn't this what's wrong in our world that we put so much effort on the outside versus the inside? Like, what do you mean? I'm, and I was sort of grappling with that. And, you know, my, a very dear friend, I mean, she's my friend's mother who was very close to it, passed away the week before. And I hear her voice and I look up into the stars and I see her making her transition to be with her parents. And she says to me, Eva, my love, it's me who's telling you to remember how beautiful you are. It's through your beauty that people find inspiration. And oh. it was I did this, I was said, oh, that's, you know, I'm crying. It's so nice. It was beautiful. And it was like, it was a heartfelt moment, but I still didn't really get it. Okay. Right. So I got, I'm like, oh, that's pretty. But like, did it, it didn't really resonate again. Here we have the, the duality of you're so beautiful and through your beauty, people find inspiration or you're so loving, you're so joyous. And through all of this is how people will find inspiration. That's one message. And the other hand is the duality of the deep, deep, deep seated belief system is I don't belong here. Okay. Oh, interesting. Do you think that subconsciously most of us feel like we don't belong? I think subconsciously at our core of our suffering, as always from traditions will say, is a belief that we are separate and don't belong. <sighs> That, I, that I think it's alongside with our spiritual knowing mm -hmm. do belong. And that's why spirituality, which is the profound belief that I belong to something greater than is so powerful because we crave, crave connection. We crave a sense of belonging. It's actually hardwired biologically. It's this desire to belong. And so the stress response, that separateness, the fear is that I don't belong. Another book, another book. <laughs> right? It could be. We'll write one together. Um, so, yeah, so that was sort of aware of that. And the next six, seven months were a exploration of that lesson. So um, before before you fast forward us, I'm really curious. Right after you go through, after something so much, you feel the love and you feel connected to universe, you feel plugged into Ava, so to speak. What does the next very few days or weeks feel like? Like, is there a letdown um, from that experience? That's why the integration part is so important. Okay. What happens is, is you're in this sort of connection with people who get it, who are in this experience with you. And then you go back out into the real world where nobody understands what you're talking about. They look at you like you have headlights on. And 
And, and this whole feeling of wanting to feel connected can get completely blown up because you'll feel all alone because you don't can't talk to anybody about your experience. Okay. Right? And that's why, you know, we you stay connected with the people you've journeyed with because they can understand you. It's like, you know, we've I think everybody's probably had some kind of magical experience and you go and you want to tell people about it and they look at you like, I don't mm. get it. Right. And then you just feel totally alone because you have nobody to share this amazing information with. Okay, so people should really, if, if they go on that journey by themselves, whatever that looks like, and I, we are not encouraging people or telling them not to. It, we're just kind of talking about what we're noticing, right? And also like likening it to everyday life. You know, you can go forget the plant medicine, you go on retreat and you have this amazing experience and you come back and you like have vowed to eat healthy and exercise but the culture that you live in eats like junk food and swears a lot and it gossips and you find yourself getting drawn back into that negative vibration that most people exist in because there's so much stress so it's it's not like you know having a this psychedelic experience it's like having any experience where you feel loved and connected and safe and evolved and elated and then you take that and you come back into the real world which is not that way and you feel all of that melting away. And then how do we hold on to that? And it's, again, that duality of living with connection and disconnection. Man, a state uh, of love and lack of love. Setting a state of light and lack of light, which is darkness. And we live in that as being human. So this is sort of representation of our everyday existence. The power of environment. I feel like sometimes when we hear a great conversation, maybe like this one, people will feel really moved. And then we just go and forget about it because we, the power of environment, and when we go in a toxic environment or environment that doesn't support these choices, it can overpower even the, the greatest of will that we have to change or to sustain um, the, the new healthy habits. It's kind of like going on a, I don't know, uh, uh, a detox from drugs or alcohol or sex or any of that and you come back right into the environment with all the triggers so it, it's there's so much about really um, I think changing the environment when you come back do you feel like you shifted your relationships as well absolutely that's why it's a, it's a journey it's not a one-off right it's it's make setting intention of what I want for myself. Like, I like the way I feel. Okay, what supports me to feel this way? Mm. How do I build this infrastructure in my life that supports me to feel this way? And it's going to necessarily mean letting some things go and taking some new things in. And it may not happen right away. And that's why it's important to have an infrastructure and a support structure mm -hmm. that you set up for yourself and continue to set up for yourself. And that's what I basically have been doing over the past six to seven months. Okay, so tell me a little bit now. The fast forward, I interrupted you. You were going to tell. No, no, just saying. Like, I, I come back to like you know was these a lot of ups and downs, and because there's more now self awareness to be able to notice these things and be aware that the, both this duality exists in me, I was able to see what supports it, what brings it down. Spending oh. time with this person brings it up. Spending time with this person brings it down. Okay, I'm going to spend more time with this person. What um, was the thought of that experience when you were in the desert? What, could you bring yourself, like close your eyes and bring, you, bring yourself in the feeling? That's exactly it. I would go into that experience. I, you know, I, 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 before I left, I set some intention for some buzzwords that would help me get back into, into and or I would say love, joy, beauty. Love, joy, beauty, because that was the... Right. And at least I might not be able to get into the exact feel of it, but at least it was a reminder 
to not give in to the dark stuff that was coming through. I love that. You know what? Um, and, and I write about it in, well, you are one of the, one of my sweet souls who has endorsed my, my book, but when I was doing the research, well, anyone who hasn't read it, <laughs> I love you. I love you, but it was the power of prayer. And one of the things that I realized that for a very long time, I felt like prayer was it had like a certain format, but it, I was avoiding just even asking when I was in a moment where it was a down or a bad day, just asking something, someone to have that release or asking like, I'm really struggling with this. I really ask that I be shown away and making that part of um, the journey or integration of, of any change a little bit more vocal, putting that intention behind it. So I total side note, but I feel like it's oh, absolutely it's, that's what I would do. I would say grandfather or peyote or whatever. I would say I, I call for the medicine. I call I like I'm struggling. I'm calling for the medicine. You mm -hmm. know, I, again, it's part of this is to be able to be authentically vulnerable and say I'm hurting or I'm I'm struggling or you know that I'm totally imperfect and I'm asking for help and the the minute we start asking something larger than us to ask for help we're starting to negate that negative cycle right we're starting to go out of disconnection to connection by asking for that connection so, so I would say I'm struggling you know you know medicine I need your help and then or I would just go and start talking to the trees you know, and so that's when I, you know, because I was like, wow, they and I've always kind of used to play around talking to trees, but they really talked to me during this journey. So I just started talking to trees and they talked to me and it's wonderful. And so I feel disconnected, at least connect with the trees. Oh, my God. So this is so uh, before before you can do super important. Well, I, what I want to say is what I, I just heard you say. It's really beautiful. The moment I ask for help, I remove from the disconnection and I immediately become connected with a much bigger, greater web, something far greater than I am. So just the power of asking, boom, God, universe, Gaia, you're immediately lessening the isolation and loneliness and disconnect and you're tapping into the source. So I, I love that. And then the other day I had, so you, I talk, I feel like, you know, I talk, you, you and I are tree huggers, we know this, and I there's science and research that shows the trees, they kind of know them when we're there. And I was telling you the other day, I was feel I was going to have a really tough conversations and my heart was racing, which is very unusual for me because I don't like conflict and I don't like to, you know, talk about super heavy negative stuff. And I sat under the root of a tree and I was like hugging it. Like I was, I, at first I was hugging it like this forward. And then I sat and I was holding it back. I'm like, if someone walked by right now, they would like literally think I had lost my marbles. But I was praying and I'm like, please hold me up. Please ground this energy. This is not my release it. And I'm telling you, I walked an hour and a half prior to that and it was still pounding. I did that within a minute, completely dissipated, completely gone. And I was like, oh my God, plant. talk about plant medicine, Eva. That's it, it goes right into the roots. That was so powerful. So anyway, I love that you talked to the trees. I love it. And so then what happened? You were able to have this hard conversation. Not even that, it wasn't even hard. 
There yeah. you go. That's the whole thing. It wasn't even hard. <laughs> that one was beautiful. By the way, if uh, for all of you um, listening, and uh, you know that I talk about forest bathing all the freaking time, Dr. Eva is the farm, like you were probably one of the first people in the United States to make forest baiting uh, a, a thing, like a mainstream thing. And you um, wrote a book, Your Brain on Nature, with, with um, uh, uh, someone else. And you talk in extensively about that. And then you were like on all the media outlets, like you're the pioneer when it comes to forest baiting. I bow down to you, Odi. Thank you so much. No, but I just really want to tell you, you, you and I are friends now, and I'm so grateful for that. But the influence that you have had on me in terms of connecting to nature, and it's kind of interesting we're talking about that return to nature, that has been so incredibly powerful. And now I will have people stop me in the middle of the street. They recognize me from TV or, or, or somewhere. They'll be like, oh, I hug trees because of you. But that goes that. I love right, but I that goes back to you because you were the one to teach me that, and it was Michael who taught me about the power of walks I'm and walking. walking. So, and so I was like, I feel so blessed. I, I need you. I think in in your brain on nature is another book that Dr. Eva um, wrote. So like, pick it up, read it because it's just it's important to know these things. Yeah. Yeah, they don't it's, cost important, it's important to teach our kids. You know, it's, I, I was walking with my nephew. I was in California a couple of weeks ago and I was walking with him. I was pushing him around in this little car and he was sort of just kind of hitting the bushes and um, he's turning five next month. Oh my goodness. And I said, Ezra, why are you hitting the bushes? I said, you know, these bushes and the grass and the flowers and the trees, you know, they all help us. They help us live without them. We wouldn't have clean air. I said, you might want to, you know, say thank you and hug them instead. He went, oh, huh. And so I kid you not, every five feet, five to 10 feet, he's like, I want to hug the grass. I want to hug the flower. I want to hug that tree. And he literally would hug everything that was on the right. And my, later my brother, of course, gets upset with me because he's like, now it's going to take, you know, that much longer to get anywhere because he's going to want to hug everything. And I said, well, isn't that great? I said, maybe you just need to leave the house earlier then. I love that. I we really do have to teach our kids because they're. I think that they're picking up on all this anxiousness from us, and yeah. it's not necessarily good. So I I just love that you continue to bless this world. I want to officially thank you for those blessings. Give credit where credit is due, and to bless the world together. Well, amen. But that is. I think it takes. It, it, it right now the you know the concept of shinrin yoko is just a little bit more talked about but even so you were truly a pioneer of it in talking about the research and the benefits of it and that is that is just i, I mean it's just so remarkable you're like the og <laughs> what's interesting is that we we I was alan logan was my co-author is my co-author who's brilliant brilliant naturopath he's written even more compelling books since then and, um, you know, he was really the one, you know, I was using nature as a form of medicine in my practice. And he's the one that said, wow, you know, you're doing this as your practice. He goes, we need to let the world know that they need to be doing this as a practice. He's like, look at, like, let's look at what's happening. And it was the advent, you know, like people with their mobile phones. 
and we're looking at technology and how it's creating more depression and more anxiety and all these other mental health issues. And he's even we're like, we need to write about it. But it was really his, you know, his sort of idea of saying, we, you know, we need to do this. There's all this research out there and yeah. you're, you're practicing it. So let's, let's write about it. And that was 2012 and it was published. So we wrote it in 2010, really. I, when I read the, the day. But yeah. when I read that paragraph, um, it, it's an in, in the introduction where you write about like, well, look, there's an advent of the technology and like we're overwhelmed and we're not as present. I'm like, oh, my God, he writes even worse. Like that was way back then. Look yeah. at it now. And that's what that's what let's go back to what we're talking about. So this is really relevant. Mm -hmm. This is really relevant. It's so it's not even so much even like this idea of like, you know, forest bathing is really good for you and blah, blah, blah. It's really good for you. Even that statement is a separate statement as opposed to forest bathing it is you as you opposed to it's good for you it is you you are nature and that's i mean i tell you like the full why this is relevant for the full story of the psychedelics too this deep disconnect that we have found ourselves in is what's leading to i think this breakdown for so many people it's a deep 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 sense of disconnect because we have forgotten who we are. And we feel like we are so separate that we don't belong, or many of us do. But we are so disconnected. You know, this idea that, you know, we had this conversation to ask people, you know, this new age people are like, oh, everything's happening for me. The universe is doing things for me, which I think is just as bad as it's happening to me. So to me is a victim, like life happens to me. That's a victim state. Life happens for me. For me, it's quite narcissistic. Oh, do tell, because I use that phrase. <laughs> Let's think about it. So life happening to me is that victim state. Like, I'm separate. Like, woe is me. Like, this is happening to me. Life is happening for me is like assuming that that tree is there for me. It's for me to have shade or for me to chop it down so that I can have wood. As opposed to that tree is here with me. Oh, that happens okay. with me. Okay. I'm the co-creator of my life. It's not for me. Life happens. It happens with me. I co-create. I, I I experience life together with life. Mm -hmm. And create. But that's how I interpret it's happening for me. Meaning, yeah. like it's all part of this this collective journey. Like it's it's not happening like for specifically for me. It's just for me. It means it's happening because it's just part of the 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 journey. It's part right. But most people don't say it that way. And when well, we use that word for me, it's for me as opposed to with me because then it could be with me, with you, with we, you know, with with we happening with. It's a, it becomes a beautiful co-creation. So how I show up is going to determine how things then, then how it, it's like, if you have like, you know, H2O, I'd like to use this example as a molecule. And as we know of water and water has no shape, it's just kind of a wet ground. And depending on the environment it's put in, it takes on form. So if it has a cold environment, then it's ice. If it's a hot environment, it's vapor. If you put it in a bottle, it has a form. If you don't have it a bottle, just wet on earth. So it has context according to the environment when it's put into. So the same as our energy. Our energy with the energy of the earth has context depending on how we interact and the vessel that it's put in. 
Mm-hmm. So it's a co-creation. So I love in that. respect, we have this disconnect that we're no longer in the womb of mother, that we're separate and that it's something's done for us or to us. And I, so in that, again, that light, we go full circle to getting called to do a different plant medicine, which I was resistant to. And my two friends, separate from each other, had been doing a different journey and were both called to call me to say, we need you at this retreat. It's called the Goddess Playground. Uh, I love the name. When you told me, I was like, yes, please. (laughs) So my friend Anna and Mimi. So, um, and Anna hopefully will be interviewing soon. Anna Yusum is an amazing doctor, psychiatrist who's really in the space and wrote a beautiful book called Fulfilled. And, um, And my other friend Mimi. And they wanted me there. So I was like, I guess I'm being called. And what kind of medicine was this? This is a medicine called ayahuasca. So, yeah. So um, anyway, I went and it was wonderful because I got to sort of support and facilitation and integration. And I went in with the purpose of fixing this I'm alone belief system Mm -hmm. of the not belonging I'm alone. And the first night my grandmother my father's mother came to me and she said to me in hebrew she said i'm here you know you're okay everything's okay i'm here you're not alone and then she said but are you here Mm. are you here are you showing up are you wanting to be here because if you want other people to be here with you you need to be here a hundred percent not just happen. What, what did that mean to you when you heard that? Well, for again, I've all most of my life I've been half in, half out. Oh my gosh, how many of us can say that? I've been, uh, I love that. Keep going. Right. And I said, Yeah, I'm here. And it was just sort of this beautiful feeling of connection. And since I've been a young girl, I used to have my imaginary people in the sky, these sort of beings of light that I would go to. And they were like, you know, whatever monks or I don't know, light beings, healing entities that I would go to and they would heal me. And I would like lie on a table and they put light into me and heal my hurts and my wounds. And then I would go back, come back to my life and be okay. That's how I sort of self-treated myself without having to tell people about my problems. And she said to me, do you want to go and be with your people? And I said, sure. So we went up to like my light beings in the sky and they're like, Hi, you know, hi, do you want a healing treatment? I said, no, I'm good. I just want to hang out. They're like, well, you don't have to be up here hanging out with us. We're down there with you. We're all down in the, wor- in the world with you. Just have to open your eyes. Gosh, okay. Right? And so I was like, oh, okay. And I so come to like all these amazing beings that I'm with at this workshop. And they're just so loving and so wonderful. And again, I've been keeping myself open to having these connections, these deep connections mm-hmm. with minded spirits and people and they're all here and that's wonderful so the next day i go in and saying same thing i want to just keep getting to the core of this belief system that says that i'm somehow separate that i'm somehow don't belong blah 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 and feel a deep sense of connection and find my divine right partners my community and so so it was very so again my persona always in control always helping others not so easy for me to accept help, you know, that very sort of woman thing of 
never not being able to say no very easily, always there to help others, not so good about asking for help. That vulnerable stuff is really challenging. <laughs> Working on it for years. Um, and what happened was I felt this sense of paralysis. I wasn't paralyzed. It was a sense of, like, I couldn't move. Like, I was lying there, and I was, like, able to move my head. But I was like, I can't move. I can't get up. And I was like, Grandmother, what's going on? And she says, well, I've taken away your back so that you have no option but to surrender to the earth. Oh, my God. Let the earth support you. <laughs> Talk about metaphors. Yeah, so a lot of this, again, for me, the way I hear things and, and download things is a lot through metaphor that I get to translate. And so I said, and she said, now that I've got your attention, we're going to review what grandfather had told you about the love, joy, and beauty part. Oh. And, and that apology of yours. Oh, and you're like, finally, I've been looking for this. <laughs> you are now ready. And so she basically took me through a nature expedition. You know, I'd like to liken it to like, you know, the Nova Channel or National Geographic when you go see these beautiful scenes in nature, like one scene to the next and to the next. Okay. And each scene she shows me, like it's a caterpillar or it's a rock or it's a butterfly or it's a frog or whatever it is. She's saying, beauty, 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 beautiful or ugly, beautiful or ugly. And if so, why? And I you know, kept pointing out why something was beautiful. She goes, you know, and she'd be like, well, yeah, really? You know, even this rotten, rotten piece of wood? I said, yeah, because there's moss growing on it. And look at the mushrooms that are taking from it and growing new life. And there's that sprout of twig that's coming out there with the new flower on it. Like that resilience is beautiful. So she said, so nothing in nature is ugly. No, nothing in nature is ugly. It can be scary, but nothing is, but it's all beautiful and you know awe-inspiring so she said so it's inspiring so it's not nothing is ugly and it's all inspiring well yes i mean that's what i write about and then she shows me a picture of me and she goes beautiful or ugly and i was like uh, <laughs> uh oh and she said you see that heart that's beautiful. And that gray hair, that's beautiful too. And that cellulite, even more beautiful. All of these are, you know, the beauty of you know, the aging human body that is just much, you know, my, my child, my nature as everything else. Nothing's ugly. Oh everything is like in your beauty, there is inspiration. And when I was like, that's when I got the love, joy, and beauty part. I got it. I was like, oh, it's existing oh. as, existing as love and joy and beauty. As I exist as love, joy, and beauty, I show up as that. I am love, joy, and beauty. I exist as love, joy, and beauty. That's, oh my. that's my existence, who I am, right? And that was profound. And as I... I'm having this, oh, the cocoon that I didn't realize I was in starts breaking away and I'm able to move. Oh. And I see myself in my mind's eye coming out as like this dragonfly. 
and the voice says, look up dragonfly when you have a chance, you know, for spirit medicine, which is right. really luminescence and transformation and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, well, I don't want to be a dragonfly. I want to be a fairy. And grandmother said, you're a shapeshifter. You can be anything you want to be. <laughs> whatever expression of love, joy, and beauty is to you, show up as that. And I said, well, I want to be a fairy. I said, so be a fairy. And I opened my eyes and I could see all these fairies all around, you know, mm -hmm. and just these light beings everywhere. And they're at this point, they're starting to dance around the fire and that. And I still didn't feel like I could really stand up. And one of the guides there had asked earlier, you know, what were you need for me? I said, I just want to know that you've got my back. Like for me to be vulnerable, I need to know that somebody's there to support me. Mm -hmm. And so he said, come dance. And I said, I don't think I can move yet. He goes, I got your back. And got me up and literally stood behind me and danced with me until I was able to dance on my own. Oh my gosh. That is so beautiful. When you told me the other day I had shivers today it was tears equally powerful. And I told you, I wish like the message that all of us as women could hear that. Yeah. Truly embody it because we are constantly being told we're not enough. For love of God, there's always something to fix. Yeah. Well, that's why I feel like it's so important for us. I think this is why it's so important to have this as an intro introduction for our joint podcasting is that really feel that that is our message i really feel like it's that journey was important to happen before we did this together to really say i i you know for everyone that's listening i hear you you know i see you i i feel you deep inside i know this pain mm. i want to show you that it doesn't have to be that way i want to help you know that it doesn't have to be that way there's so much love and joy and beauty in all of us as all of us and to be able to exist in that way is possible especially yes. if we connect together and support each other to do so oh i love that so much and our goal here our intention and we're very clear on that is to show up um every few weeks or months as schedule allows and talk about us being part of nature, reconnecting, finding our grounding, finding our belonging, remembering love, finding healing, interviewing the most incredible people who are walking the talk, who have lessons to share. And, um, and I think that I just get so excited because even today's conversation is just conversation between two girlfriends. It's so moving to me and I know this stuff. And, um, and, and, and a reminder how powerful it is, especially for women, that when we come together and we talk about these things, we're not alone. Mm -hmm. That we belong together and that we can uplift each other. We can create a new, a completely new reality here on earth for ourselves. Absolutely. And we are going to, and now, now that I've you know, connected with Mimi and Anna, we are going to create a, a more goddess playgrounds with and without the plants you know but it will be around our connection with nature it is going to be about you know planetary nature as medicine but but about the goddess playground how do we play together as the goddesses that we are and uplift each other with a new frequency new vibration and 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 genuinely i feel like we're almost coming to this new maybe that's what the plant medicine is bringing throughout it's an opportunity to 
let go of the heaviness of the chains and literally create nirvana on earth like that i just i believe i'm a poliana forever i maybe this is the instability we have to go through to emerge maybe our back has to be frozen for a little bit until we become right. well again in order for new systems to form the old ones have to break have to fall okay. and we have to be willing to let go of our stronghold on something and take a leap of faith and that's not that's not easy, but it's easier to do when people collectively are doing it together. It's so, so true. Um, this, was, oh, this was awesome. Well, how did you think it went? Our first co-hosting episode. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, thank you. I know that uh, we talked quite a bit of your, about your journey, but it was so important for me to share uh, that would would with with the up level together people because they really crave this information and I'm just so grateful to you for sharing that because I think the lessons are so yummy and coming frankly from someone who has been so entrenched in the science um, uh, world for way too long you're one of the most prestigious leaders in the conversation around the heart and, and vibration and forest baiting and uh, in, in like our internal health like you are revered in this in this community and for you be like this is really all wonderful but what else is there and an invitation for people to explore their inner inner worlds and be open to that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, you know, even when I started, what I really deeply, deeply, deeply desire, I'm going to use the word deeply again in a minute, is for people to know that they're deeply loved. Uh, that's my biggest desire. It's because that's what I craved is to know how deeply loved I am and for other people to know how deeply loved they are. And honestly, if people know how deeply loved they are, they wouldn't hurt others and they wouldn't hurt themselves. It's so true. And so that's really, that's my wish. Well, we're going to continue this conversation around love and, and we're going to leave everyone with the message that they are deeply loved. Yes. Oh, I love that. Any parting words? Like I, I'm blown away. I and I my parting words are, I think, and I think anyone who has up leveled with you is my parting words are so much gratitude for you. I mean, you've been giving me so many accolades, so it's my turn. Um, and so, so much love for you, so much deep gratitude for you. And so we're just so incredibly blessed to have you as, you know, as a voice, as a beacon of light, as a heart that is here for people to uplift. And you truly do uplift. And I just am I just an absolute gratitude. So I'm really looking forward to, to what we create together. I love you so much. Thank you so much. Because I know it's not about me, but thank you so much. And I just love the energy and the intention and the love that we're putting into this because there's nothing to gain and it's only to be of service for whatever whoever hears this just know that the, the words we share guests that we bring on um all of the insights are only there to be of service to humanity because we are one yes 
I love that. Well, thank you so much, Eva. We will be back, my beautiful people, um, soon. We're going to probably be back with Anna. We're going to talk more about psychedelics. We're going to talk about the love response. We're going to talk about all kinds of different things that are going to allow us to let go, uplift, up-level in all areas of our lives. Thank you so much for tuning in. Dr. Eva Selhub, you have to read her books. You have to check her out a little bit. We're going to put links uh, below, above this video, audio, wherever you find this, just so you can really uh, start to interact with Eva because she is um, not just an incredible, incredible, incredibly accomplished individual, but as you can see, a light and love. So make sure that you do that. Eva, thank you. I love you. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world. Please share with anyone that might find this useful and go ahead to all iTunes stations and please give us a five-star rating. So much love for you all. Please, please, please know that everything can be different. You're worthy. You're good enough. And let's up-level together.